0: She report to this demon boy you fucked. She took your pictures off her gram, y'all broke up. First she love you then she block you, buddy. The remix so you know what's up. Hey, it go down. It goes down in the field. It go
1: down.
2: It go down in the field. Hello. And thank you for joining us on Building Greatness: The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics down. podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermett, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. And a very good day to everyone. Thank you for joining us for our podcast today. And we have a couple of very special guests, and we're going to get to them in just a second. Now, we're going to start off with our fast facts, as we usually do. We also like to call this Stump Sean. And in honor of our two guests, our fast facts today have everything to do with track and field. That should give it away a little bit about who our guests are, but we're going to get to that in just a bit. Sean, did you know that the very first Olympic race was held in Greece in 776 B.C.? No, that's before However, Christ, man. Come on. That is. But the modern Olympics actually didn't start until 1896. Now, here's some interesting stuff because, uh, you know... Track and field, obviously track and field have a variety of different events, lots of events. Here's one that we don't talk about very often, that the steeplechase actually originated in Ireland. 3,000-meter obstacle course-style race is meant to mimic horse racing. In the original race, horses and riders raced from one town's steeple to the next. That is how steeplechasing uh, actually, got started the steeplechase event. Now, there's some other really cool stuff, and I want to bring this up. John Taylor was the first African American to win an Olympic gold medal, running the 400 meters in the 1600 meter relay medley. What year was now? That? Here, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to look it up. I just don't. I have thought it in this was so. I, I didn't stump <clears throat> Sherm. Is that what you're saying? You stump stump Sherm All as man, well. Bring, as bring your facts Sean.
3: together, baby. Come on, I'll bring get the, them. I'll back get that, to the but, table.
2: But, okay here's here's two things that i think are really cool and then we're going to get to our guests 1984 al joiner mm-hmm. and jackie Joyner kersey became the first siblings to win track and field medals at the same olympics Al won gold in the men's triple jump, and Jackie took silver in the heptathlon. And that leads into, after finishing second in the 200-meter race at the 2004 and 2008 Olympic Games, Alison Felix won her first solo Olympic gold in London in 2012 in the 200, before doubling up in the 2016 Olympics and winning gold in the 200-meter race Put once again. On yeah. and a and And if I'm not mistaken, she had become a mother, and then... Continued on with her racing career. We're going to talk mm. about some of the greats in track all she time. She probably was faster the-
3: you, pregnant. Sure, that's how slow you are. I'm just saying. You <laughs> know ne- what
2: I mean? I know. I've n- I've never been pregnant, hey, Sean. You might, but I think you, I, you're I talking about she was pregnant and she's just faster than <laughs> you while she's pregnant.
3: I'm saying carrying a child. That's how fast she was and how good she is, technique and everything. She's just yeah, and she good.
2: still has it going on. She still is one of the fastest women in Have the world. Have you ever read track, you know what? Um, I can't really say that I no, did in junior high nothing. school. Slow but that, mo, I I I ran slow hurdles. slow I ran hurdles in junior oh, high. Oh, I can't was even my believe thing. that.
3: You got that much timing? It's true. Okay. It's true. How many steps I wasn't in between these hurdles?
2: Sure. Uh, well, you one down and then I'm two saying, and then I'm just saying, I every style technique is a little different.
3: I'm just trying to-
2: Usually three steps. I ran low hurdles because I got no ups. Okay. I couldn't run the high hurdles. Where are you get them Low hurdles.
3: Dollar General, uh, you know what? That was a, that's a
2: junior from. high. It was junior high school. Oh, okay. And I'm You're going back about 40 years. Junior, junior so, high don't count, bro. Yeah.
3: I can't believe you oh, even okay. went in your bag like that. Junior high. Okay, so that's like me saying that elementary. I I, I ran in recess, right? Come on, junior high. I'm talking. You about You probably competing. did. You're
2: running it even today. Hey, listen, <laughs> at the listen. I was level. pretty quick. I
3: was pretty quick in high school, and, and and you know I you know I ran through the hood. Let's be honest. You know I, was I have good. to take
2: your, I have to take your word. For listen, it, I that was could, real good. I
3: can't. Hey, we listen. We got to get on the, the, we get on the listen, court. The we got to get on the court and have our The corner our store was probably about a two hundred meters from my house, <laughs> and if my mom wanted her cigarettes, <laughs> I had to get there and get it quick. <laughs> Let me just be honest <laughs> with you. So, the hey, visual's so, great. hey, the boy got some. You know, I got quick, real quick. You know, Salem's one hundreds. I knew exactly what it was, and when she hey, when she switched over to Newports, I was rolling, bro. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. They, uh. they was gone on the corner store, so I had to get
2: there and get back. You had to have some moves. So the boy got some jets. It was probably obstacle course. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and introduce our guests today because they know a thing or two about running fast. And we are very fortunate to have two of our sprint coaches from our track and field team. And one of them, of course, Pam Marshall. We're going to talk about her history. And the other is Latroya Franklin, who actually uh, is pretty good friends with Pam Marshall. Oh, pretty good friends. So let's go ahead yeah really let's let's go ahead and bring them on ladies it's great to have you on our podcast today hello
1: good morning hello good morning nice to be here today
2: well we couldn't wait to get you on because you are a unique tandem um not only are you great coaches, but you're also a mother and daughter team. So I uh, have to ask uh, Troya in particular, um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about your history and, and how you got here. But uh, did your mom inspire you to be uh, a track and field athlete and then a coach? Was that the reason you went into it?
0: Um, running track, yes. Coaching more so, you No, know. coaching just came, I feel like. I was my mom. God just brought it into my life because I was going of going in a different direction, like after school. But like running track, she inspired me from the beginning. Like I was just always running <laughs> outside.
3: Okay. Hey, it was in your DNA. It you had was. no choice. Running. Hey, you had no choice. But we're so if you wasn't going to, so I guess you're saying originally you wasn't going to coach track. So what did you have in your heart? So I want to team.
0: Yes, I was teaching, so, like, through my college, I was interning at, like, different elementary schools and trying to get my teaching credentials, and then when I graduated, I was, like, more so, like, in the teaching field, like, elementary schools and high schools and things like that, Mm. and then um, one day, I was just, like, I want to coach, or, like, Mm. something just kept telling me, like, you should be, like, still involved in track. because after um, college, I kind of had, like, a position, because I couldn't... You know, just yeah, I mean, sports and being an athlete. So, right. Um, it took me a while, and I'm like, you know, I've been running track this whole time. God wouldn't just take it away from me. So,
2: you know, I got to for them. sure.
3: No, it sounds good, Sure. Sounds yeah, like me with the hooping. It,
2: yep, I think as you mentioned, it's in her DNA. I, I don't know if there was another course. I'm sure you, you know, you looked at doing other things, but you finally came to the realization that this is probably your path in life.
0: Yes, correct.
2: Excellent. Okay. Hey, uh Pam, I want to talk to you a little bit and uh find out your history. You have quite a prominent history in in track and field. Um tell us a little bit about uh your upbringing and when you started racing competitively and some of the uh some of the wonderful people in the world of track and field that you know and that you've either raced against or raced with.
1: Okay. Well, uh to be honest, I started uh Running up and down the street, racing the guys. (laughs) I bet you beat them, too. Yeah, that's what I started. And, uh, you know, I was beating people, you know, in the streets. And so I said, you know, I'm going to try track and field. Never even wanted to try track and field. Softball was my heart. That Mm. was my passion, playing softball.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: um, Yeah, so one of the coaches from track came over and saw me run around the bases and said, she's kind of quick. We're going to let her try for track and field. So I tried out for the track team and not trying to brag on every race. Right, right. High school senior, not bragging. Hey, you know,
3: listen, listen, ain't bragging if you got it like that. You got it like that. So, hey, you know, let me just apologize, you know, for my co-hosts because, you know, you got some hardware, you know, that's just really, really unique. And I think my... My my co-hosts need to put some respect on your name. Uh, Pam. I was on,
2: I was you, gonna you, get there. But see, you start off. I wanted to find out I want to find out about the early okay, you years. Start of with you start off You don't say her...
3: nothing until you acknowledge greatness first. So let's okay. let's run that back as we say. Run it back, Sherm. Run it back. Okay. Come on, All right. Run it back.
2: Uh, okay. Um, through. Uh, your younger years, your formative years. Obviously, uh, your talent came through. But uh, when you got to be a little bit older, you actually raced in uh, the world championships and the nineteen eighty eight Olympics as well, and uh, won a gold medal. Not you just want to not, not? not
3: just you know happened to you know how tough that is, Sherm. I
2: I don't I can't even imagine. Oh, it's nothing I've ever done. All right,
3: so so here's the deal. So when you got that type of high hardware, you 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 start off like. Hey, bow down when you come through her town. Hey, Pam, here's the deal. For, forgive him, forgive him, cause he know not what he do. Cause he only ran, he only ran track in junior high. He don't understand. Okay, he don't understand that commitment. Now he was the man on the diamond for sure. Right. Hmm. But but he wasn't running in between bases. I think somebody had to run for him right now, like, <laughs> Right. I know somebody had to run for him. So so tell him all the blood, sweat and tears that it took just to get to that point. Pam,
1: well, it took a lot of hard work, um, like always put God first. God is first. Amen. So once I put God first, he clarified everything. And uh, I mean, I just trained hard. I'm like a very motivated person. You know, I stay focused. I put little stickers around the refrigerator, what I'm going to do, positive notes. I kind of like teach Troya that, too. So you always just think that you're the best. You know, you go in with that attitude and, uh, you know, I got this. And you prepare yourself for that. By preparing yourself, meaning, you know, just have confidence and, you know, always just, you know, reaching for the the best, you know. And I just go for the best. Whatever I do, I want to be number one, you know. When I started um, running, I never had an idea that I was going to be as great as I turned out to be. It was, a, and I give all the honor to God. It was a blessing, it was a gift, it was a talent. So from 12th grade, when I started running, I just ran and I just never stopped. From there, I made um, a lot of teams. You know, little national teams. I was, uh, I got a gold medal in the Goodwill Games in uh, Russia in the 200 meters. Um, mm. So I have a lot of little
3: bitty success um, that I have accomplished. Ain't nothing little bitty, <laughs> Pam. Let me tell you something. We, we're fortunate to have you. To have, we have the best mother-daughter tandem for sure in the world. I'm not even saying the country in the world for sure. The DNA sticks out. I mean, it's just tremendous. And and Troya, you know, you like a lot of uh, athletes that uh, did it at a high level at the D1 level and trained. Sometimes we try to find ourselves. And, you know, God shows our purpose in, in a different way. I mean, teaching and coaching is is so, trans, you know, they translate, you know, and, and it's so important, especially, you know, uh, both of them, you know. and And when you're a coach, you get to teach life skills as well, along with everything else. So you're actually probably doing more of a dynamic job because it's not limited to the classroom. You're actually touching, you know, athletes in their ups and downs, with life skills that's transferable, right? Getting over humps, right? And and although we would love to be perfect, we do find a lot of growth in the valleys, all those split seconds of maybe just losing in the moment, but still being able to be resilient and come back the next race, right? And do it all over again. Trust the process, trust your work, and, you know, and, and let it shine. I mean, uh, Pam, you know, with you telling us the mindset, you know, of a winner, You know, how you come in and and you dominate your mental capacity to know that you don't even think about anything else but first. And, you know, that's what I do to Sherman every time we get on this podcast. You know, I come in, I know I'm number one and he's trying to figure out how to beat me, but he never can do it. You know what I'm saying? So I can relate, but I don't have no hardware to show for that, Pam. You know, because if that was the case, I think I have like 10 or 12 gold medals right now. um, The way I put it on this boy every day. But, um. Sherm, since you went two winners, can you relate? Because I no, think because you got some if, hardware too, Sherm. So, so. Well,
2: well, see, the thing is, is that if you have 10 or 12 golds, at least I have 10 or 12 silvers. Mm.
3: I don't like so, silver. Sorry. <laughs> I know some people used well, you know, to wear it, you know, instead of gold. And they were like, oh, you know, I like silver over gold. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. No, you don't. Everybody well, wants that. You got to know
2: your competition. You got to know your competition. If I can, you know, if I can beat my competition, I certainly will. But in this case, evidently, I, I just, I've got all these silver medals. Hey, but so to be maybe... totally
3: honest, though, to be totally honest, I I am, um I'm in awe and I'm thankful to be around greatness. You know, um, you know, two dynamic track minds coming together, um, you know, touching different generations, which is is great, and then indirectly. Like, it's it's something to say, Pam, when you can raise a wonderful, you know, young woman like Troya, and then she finds success in the same field that you found success in, and then be able to coach together and share that bond. Can you, both of you ladies kind of, you know, tell me how that is working together and and actually coaching together, how you guys are able to separate that, because sometimes it comes home. You know, this is it's a passion. So when it's a passion, it comes home, too. OK. And, and uh, you know, having that, you know, ultimately respect. And we understand that, you know, that's never going to change. But both competitive. Right. So <laughs> how, how is things how is things solved when there's a conflict?
0: Um. Well, honestly, just to start off, I've never would have pictured us working together or coaching together. That just came out of like nowhere, but it's like, I like it though. It's exciting. Um, from a long time ago, we already developed this relationship because she's been my coach basically my whole life. So like I got right. to Right. So people always ask me like, how do you let your mom, like, how is that relationship? Is it like, you know, too much? Cause I know a lot of people that their parents were their coach and they like clashed a lot. Yeah. So, um, With me competing, like I said, we always developed this relationship. When we were on the track, it was track talk. If I had a bad day at the track, we talked about it. Track. We got in the car and got home. It was done. We never brought anything up with track. So I think that just carried on in the future, like how now we work together. Um, Like we have a problem, yeah, we discussed it. But once we like go our separate ways, it's like done. And I feel like that helps us a lot to keep, you know, that relationship Mm -hmm. and that respect there. Because at the end of the day, you know, this is my mom. I'm never gonna. You know, go against her or anything, but we've always developed that like in the past, so we just kept on with it.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely special. I can relate with my relationships with my boys, and um, you know, I I see what it can do. You know, it can really uproot and destroy relationships, and I was hell bent on making sure that will never happen with me and, and and my three kings. That you know, God given me to be. You know, a steward over top of, and and we were always able to uh, um, separate the two, but also uh, I I made sure that, you know, they can express themselves. That's very, very important, you know, either through the sport or vocally, and then you live with it. And because sometimes, even at the coach, and, you know, I was dad, and and Pam, I know you can relate with this, you were mom. Sometimes we don't get it right. So we got to take a couple steps back. And sometimes, you know, strategically from a mental standpoint, we'd be wrong just so we can be right so we can keep moving on, you know, too. So we might ease up in some areas that we wouldn't from a um, sports connection piece to allow that expression to come out so we're not stifling y'all talent. So it's strategic, you know. It's very strategic. Uh, Sherm, I know you had a great relationship with your dad, and you played baseball at the highest level, and, and you were a kid transferred over into a coach. You know, I know you can relate as well.
2: Oh, Yeah. Uh, very much so. You know, our first uh, guide that we have are our parents. Mm-hmm. Always. You know, if you're if you're lucky enough to have your parents in your life your entire life, then you know I I've if I could be half the man my father is because I'm lucky I still have him. That that's you know his favorite sport is baseball, so it was it was natural for me. I could seriously relate. Um, not on this level though, because I didn't work with my father in that sport. You know, Pam and Latoya, you have that interesting bond that, you know, you get to work together. Um, you, you watched each other compete. It just, you know, my dad wasn't a, a, a great athlete. Uh, fortunately, I got my mom's side. So <laughs> my, everybody on my mom's side is six feet, six two, and they were swimmers and athletes. My dad is a tiny little man. I've got a a sister who's five feet tall, you know, so she got my dad's side. I got my mom's side. I was fortunate. But, you know, one of my greatest joys is to sit with my dad and watch sports, still watch baseball, watch golf, do all those things, because that is our bond. Obviously, uh, there are other things as well, but we can sit all day and watch sports and talk sports. and, And that's what we enjoy doing. And you have the same, you know, you you're on the same level, though. That's very cool because you share that sport. You share the competing in it. You share the coaching in it. And I think that's pretty cool. Very cool. Hey Latroy, I got to ask you a question. Um, and you know, you've had a great deal of success. Your um, your resume is quite long; it's extensive. Uh, you're champion everywhere you went, uh, from high school all the way through the Pac-12 um, and uh, West Regional qualifier, NCA qualifier. You're ASU, ASU. Okay, I was on my way there. I was on my way forks there. Up. Dang she it! She said forks uh,
3: up today, yeah, sir. Uh,
2: See, see you, you've you've had the chance to compete at the highest level. And I got to ask, how of all places did you wind up going to Arizona State University? I'm a wildcat. You I would said a wildcat. Couldn't up. you have yeah. gone somewhere else? Sure. I'm not a wildcat. Um, well, anywhere else. Oregon would have been fine. Texas, Florida. I don't know. But Arizona State. Oh, my gosh. That was You know what's crazy? I
0: thought about going to like Texas and like I got many offers like LSU, Ole Miss, and Oregon. Like the list, and just I ended up at ASU just for I guess I would say personal like reasons. Like the coach, I literally yeah, perfect fit. I went on my trip. And just meeting the girls and the coaches and just the team and just seeing the atmosphere, it was, like, it kind of resembles us like, a family. Like, it was literally a family from all the staff to the athletes. And um, my coach, Coach Ronnie, I still talk to today. Oh, good. <laughs> um, good. Yes, yeah, literally. It's, that's, like, my mentor. Like, I talk to him every day. Um, he was more so – he was a coach, but at the end of the day, he kind of took me under his wing, like, a little niece or someone. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: he always okay. looked out for me. Me, um whether it was on the track or off the track he just like dedicated his life to me and I remember he told my mom like if anything else happened, like your daughter gonna get a degree I'm gonna make sure she finished I don't care she don't finish track but she gonna get her degree and right. he was the man of his word like I had so many ups and downs in college and he was there every single step like <laughs> so Honestly, that's why I ended up at issue, Just the connection with the coach and the teams, and just it was the perfect fit. wasn't too far from home, yeah, and yeah. I was able to get that, you know, full ride scholarship. That I needed <laughs> to be able to, you know, okay, everything, everything aligned
2: for you. It was the yeah. right situation. It was the right time in your life. It all, it all just kind of fell into place. That makes sense.
3: And, and basically, she's saying it's better than your school. No, so, that's not what she's. You, saying. Saying. you know, that's really
0: what she the said. At used to smack his school all the time. The dual meets, you know, mm, <laughs> <smack> <laughs> meet the dual in the desert. Matt. Go look up the record, Sherm. Mm, I'm going to do the that. I've got to definitely look it hey, let, yeah,
3: let, let the record show. See how, many, like, see, how many like, see how
0: many territorial cups we have.
3: Mm, okay. All right. She I got to look it up. Deep. Hey, that's I'll what we call out. bucket bucket. She getting buckets today. She getting
2: deep, deep. She <laughs> said, look it up. Google it up, Sher. All right. I'm going to do that. Hey, ladies, uh, let me ask you a question. I I, I know you enjoy coaching. Do you miss the competition? Do you miss being on the track and actually racing? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Yeah? No. Well, I mean, I I know there comes a point in every athlete's career where you realize that, okay, it might be time to do something else. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, my swing isn't quick enough. I can't hit the slider. Whatever the case is for your sport, Mm -hmm. you realize that it might be time to move on. But you never miss the competing, do you?
1: No. I, don't, I, don't, I I miss, miss <laughs> I miss it. I miss. I guess just a little, you know. Yeah. When I, like I said, when I started from being a senior, I never stopped. I went right. all the way. Right. So okay. I did get one break, you know, because I do have an older daughter. Yeah. So, okay. So I got. Well, how many break. kids
3: do you have all together, Pip?
1: Just two. 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 People, two. girls. Two girls,
2: and three <laughs> grandkids.
3: Mm, great plan. <laughs> Twenty-year-old
2: Yes. Okay. Do you do you watch meets? And think, you know, I could still compete.
1: No, I watch them, but I don't think I can compete. <laughs>
2: oh, I'll, I'll watch a baseball game and I'll think I could have hit that, or I, I could have made yeah. that play. And I, there's no we still way I can't. Yeah, exactly. True. Exactly. We still exactly. Think it's true. I still think that, though. But I, I you know, I, I think I misspoke earlier. I mean, you do miss competition mm-hmm. um, a, a little bit. Okay. So, with that being said, um, and I, we all have an opinion on this. Who do you think is the greatest track athlete of all time? My mom. Mm. Oh, <laughs> hey,
3: you know what? Hey, great answer. Great answer.
2: Okay, that's a good answer. Pam, who do you think is the greatest track athlete of all time? Me. <laughs> <laughs> another great answer.
3: Okay. That's great. Another great, great
2: answer. Uh, another uh, great that's, that's awesome.
1: My favorite, my favorite um, track and field athlete, I'm gonna, to be honest, Evelyn Ashburn.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I love she, Evelyn
1: Ashburn.
2: That's yeah, a you gem know, right there. There was a point in time in American and field – uh, athletics, where she was the dominant force. She kind of carried the mantle between the great athletes who came before and the great athletes that came after. Whenever there was a race, her name was at the top of the list. Always, an international race, a national race—it didn't matter. I remember watching Evelyn Ashford on television. She just dominated. She was great.
3: Um, Pam, what what about what about her made you pick her as your favorite? What did she do? I mean, because you you was on her level,
1: because, so, um Because of her uh, attitude, her character, you know, she was always Mm. you know, good, whatever she did, she was always friendly. She never was a a cocky person until one day, I think maybe 85, she had just had her baby. So we was in a race in 100. I'm gonna have to show you guys this tape, I'm gonna have to find it. And I was like, out of the race, out of nowhere, I just came and I beat her.
3: You walked her down. I walked her down. I mean, we talking about a hundred, so you walking get somebody 100. down. And mm. Let me
1: tell you the reason why she said I beat her is because she just had a baby.
3: Mm. <laughs> she didn't want to give me
1: some props right. I loved
3: her. Right, right. But you walked her down. You gave her a head start. You said, "Go and get that for the baby," and I'm gonna come take it back from you I like, like you a baby. I'm
1: a head start sometimes, I like. To come
3: mm-hmm. on the <laughs> so, so what? What was in your mindset? Because I remember. You you explained to me, Pam, like once you got into the blocks, you got locked in. Matter of fact, you got locked in the week before, so it was positive thoughts all the way through. Then you got in the block, you wasn't even worrying about anything else. But when you did, you did you start off slow? Did you get out the blocks late? Did you slip? You know what was it? Or was you just you know had to hit another gear because it just was what it was? You know what 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 was different that that race?
1: I mean, I just don't worry about the blocks. See, my thing is, I focus on the end of the race.
3: Mm, so okay.
1: I practice all the time with the blocks. I had the same problem with Troya. You know, I just kept trying to concentrate on the start of the race. Sometimes you just don't have a start.
3: Mm, Everybody
1: gotcha. just can't get out quick.
3: Yeah. So. No. But 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 you seen the finish. You visualize it. Right? Oh yeah. You visual person, strong. right? So uh-huh. she didn't run through. She didn't run through the tape. Is that what it was? She didn't run through. She thought she had it. No, I was just. Stronger. <laughs> I was just faster. Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, and, and, you know, that goes to show because I mean, just think about all of the events that you actually ran and, you know, to be able to have those levels, right? You know, and everything's a little different. The 100 is different from the 200. And I mean, you, you know, you did relays. I mean, the mindset changes. I mean, to be able to have that worth all to, to be in the moment, I mean, I, I think that is so special. You know, what I was thinking. You know, straight up is like how. So basically, did you lose respect for her after she came out and had that comment? Did you lose respect in the moment because well, you she put did. in the work? You know, no, you she the did say it After there.
1: the race, it was like an article. They were trying. Oh, to get okay. Excuse, yeah, yes.
3: Yeah, okay, did. so they they might have got her into it. You know, a little Probably, bit. Yeah. Probably yeah. fed right. into it because that was just another angle for another story.
1: Right. Yes. But
3: but at the end of the day, you whipped her. Everybody okay. I know.
1: Yep. cause I, was, right. I mean, I lost against some of the best people. Flojo, that was one of my, like, oh, we were really close.
3: Mm, let us know a little Flojo, bit about that. Tell me what, yeah. what, what happened Rose was
1: a very, um, oh, gosh, she was just a beautiful person. She always stayed to herself. Uh, mm. But me and her were really close. Troy didn't get a chance to meet her, but she did get a chance to meet her daughter. Mm-hmm. And Al, we used to go visit after she passed away. We mm-hmm. were always there to you know support
3: them. I know I know that was a terrible oh, day for you. That
1: was terrible. Terrible, terrible, mm.
3: terrible. But she was a I beautiful mean, legend girl. in legend in the game and you always. Was, you and always. her was, you know you know, besties. Like like tell me yeah.
1: t- no, tell us about
3: that relationship. Oh, no,
1: my bestie was Valerie
3: Briscoe. <laughs> oh okay <Valerie laughs> Brisco
1: Valerie
3: that's my oh, okay. best. That's Troy's godma oh, Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So she was. So she was one A. She was one A.
1: That's one A. She's okay. still to this day. That's one no, okay. A.
3: Right there. Right, right. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to get her to give me, send me some kids. She's at Golden West.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you, West, you know what? It's funny. No, West um,
1: LA. She's at West L.A.
3: Uh, okay, West L.A. It, in the, it's another Olympian at Golden West too, right? Isn't another Olympic uh, uh, coach over there in Golden West? Golden West. Uh, uh, I know college. Tom
1: Lee is there. He was a um, guy that was in charge of hurdles.
3: Hmm. we have to look that up. Who's that? I'm
1: not I'm sure. I'm not sure. All right,
3: we'll look that up. Yeah, I might have to look it up. Sherman looked that up for us. Uh, I'm trying to do that right
2: now, as a matter of fact.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think it's another young lady over at Golden West that has a lip, uh, Olympic gold medal. Uh, I was thinking. You know, but, but they're not us, and we're not them, so they'll never be on our level anyway. West Clip, we the best. We
1: get weak, but but, but you.
3: shout out to them for letting us use the facility, though. I ain't going to dog out our relationship. They <laughs> no, might no, hear no, this no, not Golden people. West. She's
1: at West, it's the J.C. Club, no. But she, he's asking about the Golden West coach. Yeah,
3: right? yeah, I think it's oh, somebody over there.
1: Golden, at Golden West. West. is Monique. Yeah. I think it's she, Monique. Monique. Yeah. she's uh, good
2: Monique Henderson. Like right. Yeah, so Monique. she's a gold medal, right? Yes.
3: Okay. So I know we got some – some folks out there doing it, I mean, you know, what I'm um, most proud of, you know, because right now, 69% of young women, you know, kids and youth are just stopping to, you know, playing sports altogether, which is a tragedy, right? We're trying to make sure we, we get women, young women back into sports. It just, it's not attainable for a lot of young women um, to be in sports like it was, and they only get 40 I mean, you only get 4% of the coverage for sports media. and the last Olympics, it was only 40% that was women. Um, I looked that up through uh, ESPN. Um, so we need to change that. That needs to change. And then um, I got two great coaches. And, you know, uh, Latroya, you said that you couldn't imagine, you know, coaching with your mom. But trust me, I imagine that when I seen you, you guys. I saw that dynamic. And I was like, no, I got to piece them together. Um, it'd be the synergy would be so ridiculous and it'd be crazy and our student athletes will benefit for that from that and we would be better as an athletic program you know and just your synergy and your chemistry was the reason why I seen that you know right away and we was at a prep rally right that and I met you guys and and both of you guys just stole the room within the first thirty seconds and I was like, yeah I gotta That's peanut butter and jelly right there. That's 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 mama's favorite disc. And that's her daughter. We got to piece that together. So I was in full pursuit of making that happen. You know, I told associate AD Mike that has to happen. Like we got to get both of them. I don't care what we need to do, but we need to make you guys the cornerstone of the program and build from there. But more importantly, you know what you guys represent as characters, but, you know, Black African-American women that's doing it at a high level is rare, you know, to have them at one spot, you know. Um, and I appreciate you guys choosing us and allowing me to be your dean of athletics. It's, it's really, really um, special to me to be able to have this dynamic. Um, and I wanted the world to hear it today on wax, you know, and on record, how great it is and how you can accomplish great things when you believe in God first and you put it together and um, you know, you guys are special to me and, and I appreciate uh, everything you guys do. Sherm dog loves you guys. <laughs> Sherm cannot, he cannot stop raving about you guys. And Sherm, what, what are some of the qualities that you just love out of these two women here that we have? Tonight?
2: Well, you know, um, the positive uh, point of view. I, I've never, you know, whenever we're on our coaches' meetings, the, the first day, Pam, the first thing Pam says is a, a great blessed day to everyone. Um, that's how she answers with everything. I mean, she's always so positive and so up, and that translates to her coaching. Same with Latroya. You know, they're always they agreed to come on our podcast today very early in the morning. We are recording early in the morning. Early and they yeah early the early said, okay. so early that I was late. Yeah. That's how early <laughs> it was. And they both said, okay, you know, and and it doesn't always work that way to get everybody together this early in the morning to to record a podcast. You know, their positive outlook, first of all, is the thing that you recognize immediately. That's the first thing. Never have I seen either of them have a down day or speak poorly of anything in particular. So, um, you know, it's been it's been fun to have that atmosphere. Um, And as I say, it translates to their coaching. And I'm sure. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know our, our seasons all got cut short, but in a full season, you're going to see that translate to their track athletes, which I think is is as important as anything, and it just it leads right into their leadership as coaches. I think that's pretty cool. You know, Sherman, I couldn't
3: um, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And right now, we, let's be honest. You know, our track program does not reflect these two women, and we know we need to get there. So we're watering that Chinese bamboo. You know, it's it's definitely you know, the glacier effect. You know, it's 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 more on the bottom right now than what people can see on, on top. But we know what we got. We know how special we can be. We know we're going to put in the work. Um, when I took over Westcliff, their track team was non-existent. Let's call it, I mean, it was um, elementary schools had better, you know, situation than what we have right now. So I didn't think that it was going to turn, you know, so quickly. But the great thing that has turned so quickly is, the way that these two women treat our student athletes is, 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 is really, really special relationship of what you guys are doing to mold our student athletes, to get them to dream and believe and achieve and understand what the standard is. That's the whole thing. Like, you know, people don't people can talk. They want to be number one. But the discipline, the self-discipline it takes, the, the reps every day, the, you know, doing the right thing and having character. And and, and nobody's telling you to push away from the table and do an extra rep and, and and to do all of those things. But you guys are setting the bar so high. So I know once this pressure releases and once God announces us, because, you know, once he do it, it's, it's, it ain't no coming back, you know. And then the world will see how great of a track and field program we actually have at Westcliff. But until then, you got to stay the course and keep building, keep building, keep striving. You know, bad days, bad days, bad days. All you need is one good race, right? Yeah. And you PR, and then you're on the map, right? So you know, the fact that you, both of you guys are, are persevering, you know, through through the adversity of giving us a name and a likeness, you know, and I, I appreciate that. Because most greatness don't want to associate themselves to something that stinks. Because we stink. Let's be honest. Not the kids. We stink though as a track program, right? We know that it was stinking when I got here, and we we smell a little better, you know what I mean, and we look a little better, and we starting to visualize it. But we cannot. We can honestly say it does not reflect you two and what you bring to the table. But I know it will. So I'm thankful, and I want to tell you that up front. I'm thankful that you were humble enough, you know, as 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 coaches to take on this enormous you know task that i asked for you to you guys to do so i, I appreciate that
2: Thank I'm, you. I'm thankful Thank that you. for that
3: and hopefully our student athletes appreciate what you bring to the table because i know i surely do sherm i know you surely do as well when we were thinking let me tell you a little secret and i'm gonna kick it back to sherm when we were talking about you know the coaches um council you know um wcw is that what we named mm-hmm. it W- yeah, WCC. the West Coast Council of Coaches. Yeah, yeah WCC. WCC. Mm-hmm. The first name Sherm said when we was looking for people, he said Latroya. Yeah. That's an honest That's statement. He
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. said, said it before,
3: before I yeah. said it. No, he, he said it straight up. You know, and, you know, Sherm don't say anything he don't mean. You know, mm-hmm. so I knew that, you know, he was able to see something out of you. In a limited time frame, because he the next thing he said, hey, I haven't had a chance to work with him much, but what I'm seeing on the surface is a one, you know, mm. you know, and he vows for you right away to be a part of the leadership for the WCC. So if that don't tell you anything, you know that 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 lets you know that that keep working because people recognize that, and you know we call Sherm slow load, you know, for <laughs> a reason. So he. You know, he's slow-low for a reason. He'll tell you later about that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but for him to recognize your greatness on the surface is only saying great things to come. And, and Pam, we know how infectious your personality is. And 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 I love what you put in the social media space and how you um, take everything and flip it to positive. And, and we know we all have challenges, but your your ability to compartmentalize, right? Because I understand this. OK, Pam, it wasn't easy to achieve greatness, you know, raising kids, especially for a woman and especially for a black woman
1: and a single woman
3: and a single woman, single you know, one. so you're giving voice to the voiceless right now. You're letting people know that it's possible. You've done it. Your resume speaks for itself. But to be able to duplicate yourself with this nice young woman next to you and for her to get to the highest level. You know, in the college game, and, and now she's pouring back. It's special. It's it, it's truly special, and we're blessed to have you here at Westcliffe. We're truly blessed to have you here, and I wanted you guys to tell your story today. Sherm, did I miss anything?
2: Nah, you got you covered all of it. I, I wanted to ask Pam one or two questions, and also how it uh, affects La Um, You know, as you mentioned, they compete at the highest level. It's not every day you get a gold medalist to come on your podcast and and actually coach on your squad. You know it, it's, it, it you can't get any higher than that in the field of uh, in the sport of track and field. Track and field for me was always an exciting sport. I loved watching track and field. It's novel. I don't think it gets enough attention, to be honest with you, especially because Olympics are only every four years and in this instance every five years. So I wanted to ask you, ladies, what are your opinion is of the postponement of the uh, 2020 olympics
0: i was kind of down because that's like yeah, our, um. thing, our thing to watch together like we look forward to watching the olympics like we go crazy when olympics come on it's like everything stops. we gotta watch track like strictly track um so it's kind of you know like a but i mean i guess it gave other athletes you know track athletes The time to like you know keep practicing and get ready for the upcoming Olympics, but Hmm. excited for it to happen. Yeah, yeah.
2: It as I say, it's go ahead, ahead. please, please. It's
0: kind of you know sad
1: for the ones that was training, getting prepared for the Olympics. You know all the hard work that they put into it, and now they can't compete. But I mean, yeah, it it's things uh, happen. Things happen.
2: I is it the is would you say the Olympics is the pinnacle? Of the, the world of track and field, the sport of track and field, hmm. is that is that the highest, or or are the are the world championships more important than the Olympics, or something else I'm forgetting?
0: I mean, every, I feel like when you're a track athlete, everybody' goal or dream is to be to an be Olympian. So I guess that is like the highest of the track and field right. career. You sure. do want to Olympics or be an Olympian, or you know, be a part of the
2: team. Oh, of course. You want to be, a, yeah, you want to, actually, you want to be on the team. And, yeah. and I, I can't imagine what it would what it would be like, because I watch the Olympics uh, religiously when it comes on. I can't wait to get in front of the TV. And, and, you know, the 88 Olympics were held in Seoul, South Korea. And walking into the stadium, wearing the U.S. colors and the flag flying in front of you and the other hundred or so countries that are represented, Pam, you did that. Man, you did it well, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, what was that experience like?
1: I mean, the experience was great. Um, but when I went into 88 Olympics, I was already having injuries. I was mm. not at 100%. So the second round of the 200, um, I didn't make it through. Mm. My hamstring just completely ripped. Ooh, but
2: mm. um, I
1: that didn't hurts. give up. I knew I wasn't going to, um, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was still giving it my all. So I was, you know, thinking so, but I mean, it was a great experience. My dad was able to travel with me to spend the time there, but uh, I mean, things happened though. But
3: yeah, but you know, to get there, you know, I know you wanted to win it all, but man, oh, man, I mean, just to make the team is historic. Let's let's be honest about that. That's oh, the dream team. Yeah. You, you make any Olympic team, that means you're the best globally. Not not just in your city, not just in your area, not just in the country, but globally, you're one of the best and you're getting a chance to compete. I wanted to ask you women, why is track so more popular overseas than it is in the United States? I mean, I mean, it's just (laughs) like it's crazy. Like, why is that so?
1: Because the endorsement, Mm -hmm. the athletes get paid a lot more money overseas than they do here. And it's right. not that so many athletes like it's,
0: overseas yeah. here like track Every it's not I wouldn't say everybody but a lot of people run track here so it's kind of hard to get seen or get those sponsors and things like that so. right. no and, and over there I think they just enjoy the sport right. they love
1: they like really they help. crazy when you yeah when you go there they just want your article I mean it's just oh it's a beautiful yeah. thing it's so beautiful it's way more to attention over there overseas yes sport.
0: they love yeah it. I, yep.
2: It's crazy. I, I'm, I'm thinking about the number of sports that we have here in the United States compared to, as we say, overseas. Um, and, you know, uh, in Latin America and Europe, football or soccer is as popular as anything. But how many other sport opportunities are there? Well, track and field is certainly one of them. Yeah, maybe basketball. They don't play American football in some of the others. Soccer? So. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Soccer. Um, but there are so many more opportunities here. I think track and field in the United States gets pushed to the back of the line. Yeah.
3: I don't understand why, because it's so tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I just don't know why it does, but I'm glad that, you know, they can put some respect on your name overseas and I'm glad they can earn a living. But I was just wondering, like, as great as we are in the United States, why don't we value track as much, you know, um, because it's a tough sport that we, that demands a lot of discipline, um, you know, than a lot of other sports, in my opinion. You know, of course, I've never made it to your level, you know, and I wasn't good enough. <laughs> Frankly, that's really it. I wasn't good enough. But I, other athletes can tell, you know, from other sports, the discipline level it takes, you know, to do those sports. Like, you know, even when I play basketball or play football, I could transfer both of those and they took a different dynamics out. Right. But the individual mental fortitude you have to have in track, you know, not only you competing against the competition, but you competing against yourself far as wanting to PR and, and those kind of things. It's a lot of mental um, ghosts that can happen even before you compete, you know, that you can knock your own self out of the race. Yeah. It didn't matter who's next to you. you like, you can come in and not be great. You know, and you can carry things over from one race to another. And it's just crazy, right? And then you have coaches, and I'm sure you guys are not one, um, who make your athletes run some races they don't want to run. They're like, I don't want to do that, Coach. Why I got to run? You know, because it is a team. It is a team concept. Well, it is a teen sometimes, concept. Sean,
1: you have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they you know, run a the 400. You know,
3: you <laughs> know, they're like, Coach, why am I doing the 400? i ain't trying to do that, right? <laughs> You know, like, why am I running extra today? And then they tell you, like, uh, only, like, an hour before sometimes. You know, it gets dropped. (laughs) I got to run today. And now I got to get prepared. So you hear that from track, you know, athletes all the time, because it is a team dynamics and a team bond that's also in it, right? And then the thing for me, I think a reason why I didn't, you know, stick with track, because I didn't like to hurry up and wait. I like, I don't want to wait wait, 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 wait. You know, that's how I felt like track was, you know, unless your, your event was going, but I don't want to wait around for everybody else. (laughs) Like I just want to do my thing and roll. Right. And track for me, it just seems so long, you know, like, man, I got to go here. I might, I might run or whatever at eight. And then I got to stick around to three to do this and then whatever. (laughs) So I couldn't get past that mental deal, right? Well, I got to stay. First, it was for the girls. I was there for all the long <laughs> Number one, let me be honest about that. It was like, mm, I want to be around the girls, do my thing. And then you get out there and practice, you're like, man, you got to figure this out. So I opted out, you know, because I ended up running cross country versus running track, right, to get ready for basketball and everything else. So, which is even more tough, you know, and lonely too, you know, ain't nothing quick about that. But, um, but I still enjoyed the sport. And I know what it took, and I just wasn't good enough, you know, to be able to get through some of the mental blocks of having to wait and wait and wait, prepare, 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 not eat, right? You know, because I was one of those athletes. I didn't want to eat anything before I raced, you know. So the eating part, you're waiting, you're waiting, waiting, and then hurry up, replenish your body, right, you know, and get back to where you need to be. So I couldn't do that, but you guys did it. And what do you say to today's athletes who struggle with some of the things you're trying to implement in our program. What what advice would you give Latroya to a student athlete right now?
0: I would just tell them, stay focused, don't give up. There's been a lot of times I wanted to give up or didn't believe in myself and I couldn't do something and then I did it. So it's like never doubt yourself, stay with it. Um, Like my coach always told me, trust the process. Like if you did it once, you can do it again. So. That's the advice I get them. Just believe in yourself. Trust your coach. Trust the process. Um, Everything will fall in line when it's supposed to. So you might not get that for the first time, but trust, like, it's coming.
3: Right. No, that's great advice. What about you, Pam?
0: I just tell them to uh,
1: believe and trust in me. If they believe me and do what I ask to do for them, they're going to get it. You give you 110, all you need to do is give me 100. I'm going 110, 120. I got mm. you because I believe in you. If I believe in you, I got right, you. So you can- I can tell people if I'm coaching you, I know you coachable. Right. If, I ain't wasting my time now. Mm. I'm leaving.
3: Say it again. Say it again. say it again. Say it again again again. I ain't wasting my time, Sherm. So if I'm doing this podcast with you, I'm tired of carrying you, Sherm. <laughs> you know, you from you from Arizona. I, I got ASU in the building. I don't got time. You know, our, our sound producer, you know, uh, you know, B, he ASU. ASU just running this place. Oh, do you want you to? You?
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, you know, not once but twice. Got his mask from there okay. you know so he doing his thing so of course you know Sherm is a little just <laughs> conflicted on this on this show today he's a little quiet today I think he in the corner somewhere is that what they do in Tucson I don't know is that what yeah
2: they I'm a little, do- e- yeah, little eclipsed and overwhelmed today I, it's, too, it, it's two it's <laughs> two on one actually it's four on one right now so I, I there's no chance for me during this one I, I, I'm gonna I'll sit this one in the corner I'll come back the next time all right, so so y'all wasn't running the Pack
3: Twelve. That well, back in the day, that probably was. You might have been, sure You might have been around Pack Eight days. You know, I'm not trying to say anything, but was you in Pack Ten at the that, time? Was it Pack Eight? What
2: it, was it? It, de- it depended on the sport. Uh, as an example, baseball. There was a Pack Six, mm. and it was Arizona, Arizona mm. State, SCUCLA. Yep and Stal, uh, uh, Cal and Stanford. The, the Then there was a northern pack, which was the Oregon and the Washington schools and Gonzaga and one or two others. But um, we were in the pack 10. Uh, Man, so you say Moses
3: was partner ritzy when you was rolling through. Is,
2: why do you think my beard is so gray? Oh, I thought that you were just for men.
3: You know, I just thought you just like that for look. For you know, that little Santa Claus. Yeah, I, I, I added, I the, gra- like I added the gray. Look.
2: That's funny, yeah. I,
3: thought, I thought you added the gray, sure. You know what I'm saying? You know, but, no, listen, it's, you know, Sherm's a champion. I mean, World Series champion, that's huge. And and to do it at that level. So we have a lot of greatness here. I I definitely defer uh, to you great athletes who who actually got out there and did it at the, you know, highest level and actually, um, you know, performed at the highest level. Um, Before we let you go, you know, um, I would be remiss not to bring up you know, things that are coming, you know, that's that's going on in this world, unfortunately. You know, a lot of social injustice, you know. Uh, we don't see, you know, people of color in leadership positions. You know, there's no um, doubting that I'm an African-American male, you know, um, in a leadership role. I have two African-American women, you know. Women in general don't get leadership roles, especially in track. It's, it's male dominant, let's be honest. But we have two head coaches here. Actually, all of my head coaches in track, you know, are female, you know, which is unique. You know, people wouldn't do that, right? It doesn't happen. But I've always go against the grain, and I put the best in the best. I don't care what your gender is, race, creed, or color. It's inclusion for all, right? But let's not understand. Let's, let's, let's not mistake it that the, walking in those shoes are different, right? So it's different, even in the recruiting, you know, landscape. You know, because male athletes tend to look for other male athletes. Well, where's to do that? Where's this person? You know, that mindset, you know, that stinking thinking that you can't learn from anybody. You know, but you guys overcome that. So how have you been dealing with the athletes who are pretty much, you know, I'm um, sure in the Olympics, what was my, what was my man's name that, um, that actually um, raised his fist in the Olympics?
2: Um, that was John Carlos. Right. Uh, one, yeah, I think. And, uh, Tommy Smith.
3: Right. So track has always been in the forefront of that. The fist went up with the glove, baby. That changed the world. Okay. So we have athletes now that's going to be a source of change. Like we always do. Athletes kind of kick off, you know, the change. We see it in the NBA. We're seeing it in the WNBA. We're seeing it everywhere. So how are you going to handle, um, that with our student-athletes this year who may want to represent something more than themselves?
0: I mean, I'm on for it. I feel like everyone has their own voice, and you should be able to express yourself. So if my athlete want to do that, I mean, I support everyone. Everyone has their own, you know, beliefs or whatever the case may be. If you feel some type of way, you have to stand up for yourself and have a voice for yourself. So I will support it.
3: Got it. How about you, Pam? I
0: totally agree with that. Yes, I will support it. Because it's like, if we don't stand up, who's going to stand up for us? Right. So,
3: Right. And the good thing is, I'm like, hey, if you win, you can even represent even more. Get on that podium, mm-hmm. and then you really can show out, right? You really can show out. Sherm, how how, how was it, you know, how, how what's your thinking on that?
2: Well, you know, um... <clears throat> you and I did a podcast a long time ago about um, entertainers and athletes that have the forum right now. Right. Um, You see very well-known athletes and even lesser known athletes who do something great, get a microphone and they do a press conference and they have the opportunity um, to uh, provide their point of view because they get that platform. Um, And now with the groundswell of black lives matter and, um, say her name and equality, Um, you know, everybody is starting to really open up and get that platform. It doesn't matter who you are. Anybody can have a podcast. Um, Anybody can can stand on a street corner with a sign. You can do and say whatever you want to say. And it's all going over now uh, in 2020, more so than it would have last year or 10 years ago or even longer than that. And so it's great that our athletes have this opportunity as you say sean if you win and you're standing on that podium it is your moment absolutely you know what there is nobody else on that track or field that has that moment at that time Mm -hmm. tommy smith john carlos took advantage of that absolutely because because you know what how many other opportunities do those two get after that Probably and does. it's all on, it's only now that we're going back to those moments and saying, well, look, look what look what they did, you know, 40, 50 years ago and how it's still impacting what we're doing today. And Muhammad Ali. Oh, my goodness. Nobody spoke out more uh, the about injustice I'm than pretty. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And then and, and we go to Colin Kaepernick. I mean, there are others. I, I don't want new to marginalize right anybody. There, Colin
3: Kaepernick. Right. Right. Si, but, baby
2: all day but when all this took place now in 2020 people are going back four years ago to 2016 and they're looking at that they're pointing at it and they're saying now do you understand why he did what he did oh now it's starting to come to light it's starting to all make sense track athletes you know again track kind of gets pushed to the side but if we can advance the platform through track and field it just opens up another avenue absolutely and and that avenue is going to be there. I mean, the more we build greatness through our track program and our sports, everyone is going to have that opportunity and that platform and we're not going to miss it. When it shows up cuz opportunity doesn't knock all the time, but when it shows up, we're walking through I the door. I tell you,
3: but temptation lean on that doorbell. I could tell you that. That's that's <laughs> for sure, you know, so walking that straight line and making sure we're representing, you know, everything that we're seeing, that our that our actions match our words and our words backs our actions and that we are being selfless in the moment but still understanding team but taking advantage of the moment so i think it's a really delicate walk but i think we can do it with great coaches like both of you women and i appreciate you guys for for being on thank you for everything
2: that you do for our program thank you thank
0: you for having us yeah Yeah. it was great (laughs)
2: Once again, ladies and gentlemen, our two guests today are our head coaches at Sprint's our track and our uh, track and field teams. That is Pam Marshall and Latroya Franklin. Ladies, thanks for joining us today. It was a delight having you on our podcast.
0: Thank you so much, guys.
2: Thank you. Yay, yeah. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, uh, game one of the NBA finals between the Lakers and the Heat last night. Uh, you know, I, I was jumping around. So many games were happening. There were eight playoff games in baseball. First time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. And there was so much sports going on yesterday. It was difficult to, to watch every game all the time. But, you know, I caught the score in the first quarter that the Lakers were down by 13 points. And I thought, oh, my goodness, here comes the Heat. And then at halftime, the Lakers were up by 17. Beat
3: them down, Sherm. Beat them down. Unbe- but, you know, it was some significant injuries that happened. It did play out that's a little true. bit, you know, different. I mean, Bam got shooken yeah. up, shoulder, yep. Drogix went down. Uh, planted, he's got –
2: yeah, yeah, yeah they say he's got a, a tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, he know, might be out the rest of the series. Right. And,
3: you know, even Drake know a sprained ankle ain't nothing to play with, you know, and, and that's what happened to Jimmy Buckets. I mean, he, he yeah. you know, rolled that early. And he wasn't the same, you know. So, I mean, I called a sweep from the beginning. I ain't say a uh, gentleman sweep. But I called a sweep from the beginning, Sherm. So, put some respect on my name. I said it's going four games. It's no way in the world they would lose uh, in the Mamba upstairs looking down, would never let that happen. Yeah. Wait till they put that black unis on. It's going to be like Tiger on Sunday and it's red. Red shirt. It's over. Okay, it's over. It's been over. Okay, LeBron is not playing around. He should have had a triple double last night. Danny Green still can't be found. He's on the milk carton somewhere. Can't hit a bucket. Danny not Green. Paid and, yeah, but Danny and can't Green hit a played. Bucket.
2: Danny Green played good defense. He had three he blocks, blocks yesterday. Oh, okay, Dwight Howard some, had no blocks. Danny right, Green right, had three blocks right. yesterday. But
3: he was intimidating the the, the paint. You know, what I mean. So I mean, okay. You know, so but but if you want to go ahead and give. uh We paid a lot of money for Danny Green. So, you telling me that's all he does? He was paid to shoot, Sherm. We got defensive specialists. He was paid to hit buckets. Okay. He ain't hitting no buckets, Sherm. Don't let him off the hook. No, Hit I'm not shot.
2: I'm not gonna let him off the hook, but remember on, Danny Green. Every everybody who was not named LeBron James and Anthony Davis are role players. Everybody has a role to play. And okay, Danny Green. Well, hey, hey uh, if you're not feeling it from the offensive end, help out somewhere else. And if listen, it's gonna Pope be on defense, job. great.
3: Pope did his job. Two he threes did. in the corner. He did, right? he scored gave yeah, him life. Two yeah. two threes in the corner gave him life. You know, A D was a man child as always. Uh they can't, you know, the Lakers are gonna dominate um um, you know internally, you know they're gonna own the paint, you know all all you know their interior is just gonna be the the bigs up front the front court is just gonna be dominant it's nothing can be done um, I don't see you know Miami getting one, and I said that
2: before I'm thinking play. I'm thinking the Lakers in five, you might be right, it might be four, but I don't yeah, see the heat. You remember winning I more called than one game. you
3: remember I called the sweep, so yeah, oh and, yeah, I remember you know, so the broom is, you know'm i gonna be like ozone the turbo. You know, I'm breaking. I'm gonna bring the broom out and I'm gonna start doing my little dance, sir. You know, mm, 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 mm. You can see me right now, Sure, right, You know, me, I got the moves right now. Let Ooh, me ask you a question. I'm moving, I'm
2: moving. If if the whether the Lakers win or not, and let's just assume best case scenario they sweep. Do you think Anthony Davis is gonna resign? Yeah, he's back. He's back
3: already. Okay, That's what LA does do to you. It's the palm trees, baby you cannot leave it. when we love you, embrace you, you it's nothing you can do. I mean it's no be- better historical you know um, team than the Lakers. He's not going anywhere Wheres I mean look where he came from. Where are he going Sherm? Why would you leave this two hundred fifty days of sunshine out here in La La Land, by okay, the well, stars? You know, why would play, you leave that? Players
2: players leave what looks like great situations all the time. He's and been paid he's already. Gonna be, I know sure. he's going to be the face of the Lakers eventually. Yes. LeBron's going to go away. It's going to be AD's yes. team, and they got to surround the face him with talent. Now,
3: I think LeBron is elevating him now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, pretty much. Him those now.
2: two, those two are a deadly combination. I didn't think that Kevin Durant was going to leave Golden State. I thought they were unbeatable. Listen, if you, when you know Kevin, healthy.
3: if you know Kevin. You know, personality as an athlete, we don't know him personally. Personally, even though I've been next to the man, but I don't know him personally. But I could see that a little more than I could see AD right now. You know, AD has been trending upward. What is this, like his seventh or eighth year? And this is the first time he ever got to the finals? He don't want to leave this.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, LeBron I will be back next year. Yeah, they can do this yeah. all. They they might be able to win two they can three, do it four one, championships.
3: Two, three and four, you mm-hmm. know? It Mm -hmm. can happen. But I'm telling you, once they pop on those black unis, it's over. Kobe inspired, Mamba inspired, it's over.
2: Well, somewhere along the line, they're going to have to figure out a number. Because whatever the max contract is, if he's in line for it, unless another team can offer him more or a fifth year.
3: Listen, okay. LeBron, he works for LeBron Agency. Let's call it. Clutch LeBron Sports. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's call it what it is, right? Okay. He's on the team with the boss. He just said publicly that he was that kid you know, going to LeBron James camps, and, and he admired LeBron James and looked up to him. You know what I mean? So that's big homie right there. In the streets, that would be called the OG. You know, Sherm, that's his OG, and he a YG. So that means that, hey, he going to listen to what the OG says, and he going to be there forever.
2: Yeah, well, he's also in his prime right now. This, this, he this is, which this is, is scary, the, Sherm. Yeah, this is the best time of his life in terms of athleticism and also earning power. Because right. he's doing such a great job on the court. Oh, the Lakers going to have to break him off. Make a ton of money. The Lakers
3: going to have to break him off. I mean, yeah. we're talking 200, 200 something million. Easily. Well, it's,
2: it's going to be 40, 42 million a year. That's kind of mm. what the max is right mm. now for four stupid. That's stupid, five, that's stupid five money. Five that's
3: dummy money right there. That's yeah, that that's, ridiculous, you know, super catcher yeah. yeah. money. Just that's, drop it anywhere. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's send something to Westcliff AD, AD, send in to <laughs> Westcliff, baby. We need a budget, baby. Make send it out to Westcliffe. Sean Harris. Yeah. Oh, you make it out to Sean Harris, I'm going to be on the beach. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be uh, on the uh, beach somewhere. Only with my ASU grads, though. No, I'm oh not, my you God. Know, only with I'm, my forks was, I was,
2: it was four on one today. Yep, just want to let you know that. Yeah, it, that's all right. I'll persevere. But hey, the Lakers. Okay, we're calling out Lakers in four, right? You're calling that sweep. I, yeah, don't try to that. jump
3: on my bandwagon. You said no, five. No, no, I, I said, said four. We on record, right? And when the sweep happens, hey, put some respect on my name. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying.
2: All right. Hey, what have I not put some respect on your name to this? Point? Every
3: now and then you try to get out of pocket, Sherm. Every now and then, but you know, but true to your colors as being from the UA, you know. um, You you always fail when it comes to championship Which,
2: by the way, I do need to point out the colors of the University of Arizona are red, white, and blue. Okay. All right.
3: All right. All right. I I, I enjoy that. You know, I'm a patriot at heart. You know, mm -hmm, mm Marine Corps. All right. Marine Corps. Devil Dog. Ooh-rah. Let's go. ooh All right. Very good. It's ooh-rah. It's ooh Don't try to impersonate me. There you go. There we go. Why don't you just say, Er? You know, that's uh, a little better for you.
2: Is that the wildcat? Is that what you're mm, saying? No,
3: no, that's the devil dog. <laughs> oh, wow. Do never, ever mistake a, a wildcat for a devil dog.
2: No, that's true. Those They're not even close. Not Mm-mm. even close. All right, then. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, beep,
3: beep, beep, beep,
2: beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast. And please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics. And we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.
1: Tell me that boo, boo. Oh, they tell me that boo, if it's cool. Woo. But my DM popping, poppin'. My DM just caught a body. If you screenshot you the police, ten lights you want OD. Follow short and then unfollow, then follow back. That's so me. Like I killed him, I killed him, really killed him. You won't look like that if you undo all them filters. And angles. I seen your girl
0: post a DM, so I hit her in the DM.
2: Hey, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready.